Welcome to the Loan with Jen podcast, your weekly source to keep you informed on everything about financing your home, where you will hear real facts, no BS. I'm your host, Jennifer Hernandez, a loan officer since 1995, and over 4,300 families financed to date. If you're starting to think about buying or refinancing a home, wonder if you have the right credit, savings, or even income, you're in the right place. On my weekly episodes, I make complicated topics easy to understand. By the way, my license is NMLS 514497. The ideas expressed here are my own opinions and don't represent any legal advice. Thanks for joining. Let's jump in. Welcome to another episode, Loan with Jen, Real Facts, No BS. I'm super excited today to have my realtor friend, Lisa Mailhot from Southern Cal. Lisa, thanks for joining us today. Absolutely. It's my pleasure. Thanks for having me on. So Lisa and I met just a few months ago through a mutual friend at a conference in Vegas about content creation and video. It's so super fun. We had dinner together at Wolfgang Puck's place, right? Yeah. The cut, was it called? Oh, it was amazing. So we were at this amazing dinner. Lisa and I started chatting and I'm like, girl, I got to get you on my podcast. This information that you have is amazing for our investor buyers. So this podcast, if you're currently someone that wants to dabble in investment properties, this is really the podcast episode for you. You can do this one time. You can do this many times. So Lisa, tell us how you use creative financing, creative methods to purchase these properties so that people understand. Yeah, absolutely. There's so many different ways to structure a creative finance deal. And ultimately, it comes down to just creating a win-win situation for the seller to be able to get out of whatever situation they're in and be able to sell their home. And for the buyer to be able to buy with something structured differently than your standard, you know, mortgage, 5, 10, 20% down, whatever it is. So there's a ton of different options. I don't want to, you know, overwhelm your audience here. But one of my favorites is called Subject 2. You might also hear some like escrow or lenders call it an AITD, an all-inclusive trust deed. But I prefer to call it subject to. And subject to means that you're actually purchasing the home subject to the existing financing that the seller has in place. So you're actually buying the house and you're leaving their financing in place. And now this is going to raise all kinds of questions. I'm sure this is where everybody jumps in and kind of jumps down my throat and is like, oh, that must be illegal. Or how do you do that? Or what do you mean? Or why would they do that? Or what are your first thoughts? Yeah, I have some questions. I'm just going to pretend. I mean, I know where we're going with this because I do understand it, but I'm going to break it down. I've also heard it called a wraparound note. Is that also a term? It's similar. So a wraparound note without getting too deep into the weeds is different. That's if there's already a loan and almost seller carrying with another loan at a higher interest rate and you're taking the difference. And so a wrap would be Again, I've gone to years of seminars to learn all of these different terms, but it's similar, but a subject to is different. So purchasing the home subject to the financing in place. So let's just say you're buying a house for me. Yes. Well, first of all, how do you find these deals? How do you find these sellers? That is the golden question. If I could give you an easy answer, we would all be wealthy. (laughs) So 
I look for off-market properties. So typically people are in some sort of distress. Now that might mean financial distress or situation distressed. Maybe they're an expired listing. Maybe they're for sale by owner. Maybe they've got multiple properties or investors that have multiple properties and they're open to situations like this. My most recent one, I'm a real estate agent. So I found because I was listing their home, they were going through a divorce and they just wanted out quickly to get out. And so I listed their house and because it wasn't moving as quickly as they wanted it to, I was able to offer a solution to get them out within two weeks and they got all their money and everybody was happy. So it really depends, but I'm going to go ahead and say off market and usually distress. Yeah. So whether you find out by, let's say, a mailer or word of mouth, and once investors start hanging around with each other, like word gets around. It's a tight knit community. Right. So I'm just going to pretend that I have a house and remember that I'm in Texas. So I might use <laughs> a prize and you're like, oh, I wish we could get houses for that. Let's just say a $500,000 house, that that's the value of my house that I want to get out. Let's just say I'm going through either a bankruptcy or divorce. It doesn't matter the reason. And my loan is $200,000. Okay. So that's a big jump. I can answer that, but I could give you a more realistic scenario. Maybe you're close to being upside down on your house. Like you just bought it a couple of years ago. Life happened. And so it's worth close to what you owe on it. And by the time you sell it and deal with fees and commissions and everything else, you're going to break even at best. That's going to be the more common scenario, or maybe you're in pre-foreclosure and you're probably close to your notice to sale and you're going to lose the house anyways. You're not upside down, but you're in debt to the bank. And I don't have time. You don't have time or money. No one would probably be stupid enough to sell a $500,000 house for $200,000, <laughs> probably. And we can tackle that one too. So in that scenario, say you want to sell your $500,000 house and you owe $200,000 on it. So I'm going to assume your $200,000 note. And now we've got to negotiate the difference of that $300,000. How are you going to get that money, right? So I could just pay you the $300,000 cash. But as an investor, why would I want to pay more than 50% down on a property? I can go do that all over the place, right? Yeah, that's true. And I can probably buy something cash under market value if I'm going to put down that much cash. So we would have to negotiate. I would be looking to negotiate on my end something that might be a seller carry. So maybe I assume your loan and maybe you don't need the money. Maybe you're retiring and you're going to go travel in your RV and you just want to get out of Texas and just go travel for a little while. What are you going to do with $300,000 anyway? Put it in a stock market right now? <laughs> yeah. Put it in the bank, you know, live on it. So I would actually learn more about your situation. What do you need the money for? If you don't, maybe you carry paper for me on that 300000 as a seller carry. So now we're adding another layer of creative financing to it, right? So I'm going to assume your $200,000 mortgage. Maybe I give you $50,000 cash and then you carry the remaining balance for me, the $250,000 on a seller carry. And with interest rates the way they are, maybe I'm even interested in paying you 6% interest, which is pretty good interest on your money. Yeah, there's lots of ways that you could do it. Right. A little more technical question. So when you do that, because you know, I'm thinking from the lender's perspective that if you transfer title without letting us know that we can call the note. So let's say that I'm one of the big banks and I'm carrying the mortgage. 
you contact the lender of record and let them know that you're doing? I do all of this through escrow and I get title insurance. So California, we have escrow and title. And so I go through escrow, I get title insurance on the property, but I don't ever contact the bank. You just make the payments. I just start making the payments. Yep. So the bank has that due on sale clause within every note. They have that paragraph in there. That's kind of like, is the left hand paying attention to what the right hand is doing? If they're not... Usually not. Right. If they're not looking at title on every single loan they have and whether it transferred or not. So I'm just going to keep making the payments. Oftentimes, I'll put the home into a trust because I don't like to carry property under my personal name anyways. And so if I put the property into a trust... Who's to say the property didn't just move into a trust? Yeah, I mean, honestly, truthfully, you're right. Like the right hand doesn't know about the left hand. And if you're making the payments on time, they're not ever. I mean, that's all they care about, really. Right. They want to keep loan. And you're willing to take that risk. If they get the due on sale or whatever, I guess. Yeah. Whoever the prior owner was, they're going to let you know, I guess, because they're getting the mail, right? Or do you change the address? What do you do? So the address, the mail is still going to the property. And now I own the property, so I'm getting the mail. I can set up like a... So for the seller, the risks for the seller is I stop making the mortgage and it's their credit at risk. And so for the seller, we can set up like third-party servicing companies to make the mortgage payment. So I make the mortgage payment to the company. The company makes the payment to the mortgage. And then everybody gets a receipt saying that it's been made, saying that taxes have been filed, saying the insurance is being kept up to date. Like there's definitely companies that'll handle that middle part just so everybody feels really comfortable. In the past, the way I've done it is I just leave their online banking up and I just have them create me as an authorized user on online banking so they can log in anytime and see we're on auto payments, everything's scheduled, everything's been paid on time and I can log in anytime and make payments and... It's pretty open. It's all communication. That's super interesting. Do you prefer to do stuff this way? Like it's just the niche that you've found and you just like it? Yeah. So I got into real estate in investing. And in investing, you have a couple of different options. It's like I can buy your house for cash at a discount is the only way I'm going to make any money. And how many of those are you really going to get, right? Like how many people are you really going to get to sell you their house for 50 to 70 cents on the dollar? And then you've got other people who are desperately needing to sell and get out of whatever situation they're in, but they can't sell it to you for cash under market value. And so that's where we just create these win-win situations. And there's so many different creative financing opportunities that are really, really opportunistic for the buyer and really, really opportunistic for the seller. So I think I just fell in love with not only the challenge of figuring out what that answer is, but it's highly rewarding for me. I've been able to pick up two rental properties in the last two years doing it this way. One of my properties has a 2.25% interest on it. Oh, wow. And I don't know that I'll ever see that again, right? So yeah, I've got a property where I can carry that loan for 30 years with a two and a quarter percent interest. Now, would you do this just in Cali or would you go to any other state? I would do this absolutely anywhere. Anywhere. Okay, so I'm going to make sure I will put your info in the description. I mean, like a seller could be listening to this because that's my other question. Let's say that I'm a seller. I know that there's people out there that have this creative financing stuff. They don't really understand it. They're like, how do they start connecting with knowing who those people are? Like, who am I going to have by my house? Right. Well, you can list it this way. This is how houses used to be bought a long time ago when interest rates were 15 and 20%. 
is people would negotiate with people instead of getting the banks involved, right? Yeah. There are ways that your agent can list it on the MLS and they can check the box that says, you know, subject to existing loan, seller may carry, seller will carry. And that opens up conversations. So it's finding a real estate agent who understands this type of creative finance and knows the ins and outs and how to put the deal together and protect the seller. Otherwise, these sellers are probably getting mail from investors yeah. every single day. And that mail is probably saying, we'll buy your house cash. So they can say, hey, and I want you to buy my house cash. I'm willing to sell my house. But with my sellers, I always tell them, you can have anything in the world you want, but you can't have everything in the world, right? So do you want more money or do you want terms? Like, I'll give you your price, but I might need you to work with me on the terms, which might mean seller carry or subject to. Or I'll give you cash. You can have cash tomorrow, but then I need you to work with me on my price. That's super interesting. Yeah, it's just having those conversations. Well, I'll put your contact info in case someone listening to this on the podcast, if they want to reach out. And then my contact information will be there as well for any further questions. This has been a really great angle. And I really appreciate, Lisa, you taking the time to be on. And we need to meet in Vegas again. Well, actually, you're in the Mastermind Group. We'll be going to the Mastermind again. Yeah, we've got San Diego coming up soon. Yeah, that's right. So thanks for spending time with us today. And thank you for listening. If you like this episode, please share it, comment, ask a question, like and subscribe. However you listen to podcasts, Alone with Jen, over and out. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Loan with Jen podcast. Keep joining me each week to stay up to date on the mortgage industry as I'll dive into relevant topics so your home financing process, whether you're buying or refinancing, is smooth and simple. If you enjoyed today, please click follow and that way you'll never miss an episode. To find us on social media, just go to Loan with Jen on any of the social media handles, TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Thanks for tuning in this week for Real Facts, No BS. Talk soon.